0: The following is an ORED Podcast Network production, bringing on demand geek audio straight to your eardrums, one podcast at a time. To listen to more great geek audio podcasts, check out the ORED Podcast Network at OREDpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. In twenty fourteen, Gartner says one in four cloud service providers will either go out of business or be forced to be consolidated with other cloud service providers. So what does this mean for you and your business when you're using the cloud? My name is Ian and welcome to the Slash Cloud Podcast. Welcome back to the show for those who actually tune in on a regular basis. This podcast is brought to you in association with com. and the goal of this show, it's really simple. It's about me helping you flatten the learning curve and be your anchor so the cloud doesn't carry the focus away from your business. On this podcast, I'm bringing my 6 plus years of experience in the cloud services industry to help you see through the sales speak, clear away the mists of marketing, and in an agenda-free manner to break down the reality of what cloud can do and mean to your business in an easy to understand way. So at the top of the show, I jumped in there and I'd actually said that Gartner's statistics, one of them last year, and this was sort of in the wake of the Nirvanix incident, had said that about one in four cloud service providers in 2014 was either going to be forced out of business or they were actually going to be consolidated into another business. And that's kind of a... A bit of a worrying statistic when you're looking at the amount of cloud service providers that there are popping up. I mean, let's just take a trip back to what actually happened with Nirvanix. So what happened was uh, sometime back in October, uh Californian public cloud service storage provider, Nirvanix, actually said that they were actually going to be shutting down operations. And they did given their customers roughly about uh, maybe two to three weeks' notice that they had to get their data out of Nirvanix so the business could clone, close down and wind down its operations. And this caused a huge amount of problems. Nirvanix were a hugely popular uh, storage provider. With, and there were people who had so much data in there to get it out of Nirvanix would have exceeded the three week period. I mean, that's just some of the anecdotal uh, sort of evidence which is out there around sort of the problems people had. But what it did was it started to make people look around and go, whoa, whoa hang on a second. What do you mean these guys can go out of business? I mean, this is sort of an obvious thing when you think about it, that a business either folds, closes, or otherwise. And people, when they were thinking about the cloud, they seem to overlook this sort of fact of, of life as it is in the business space. And what actually happened was, then people started worrying about, well, hey, what does this mean then for public cloud? I mean, it wasn't as if sort of Google were going to close overnight, it wasn't as if Azure was gonna close overnight, it wasn't as if Amazon AWS was gonna close overnight, but it was something that people started to think about, hang on a second, so what actually happens? Now, while the big guys, they definitely aren't gonna go out of business, and some of the smaller guys are quite secure. What what can actually happen is that through no fault of a cloud service provider's um, own, what can happen is if the business itself could be closed. If, for example, if you are a software as a service provider and they actually happen to have their platform up in someone's infrastructure as a service, what happens if the infrastructure as a service provider's business goes under? What happens if they fall uh, where they, they, they don't pay their bills and the software as a service provider's solution then instantly just becomes hit and it's nowhere. It's a case of almost like being just one egg in the basket and the basket itself disappearing and any every other egg that was in the basket as well sort of going lights out as well. So as a business, the one thing you should always be asking yourself is, yes, I may be getting a great deal from this company by consolidating all my cloud services and my business continuity or online or services into a single service provider, yes, I have that single point of contact for billing, but is that necessarily the smartest thing for your business? The cloud is meant to provide you with a platform for diversity, it's also meant to allow you to create a distributed system for your business, which is the ideal solution in Dior uh, scenario for you, and also in terms of sort of mitigating against single points of failure. For example, yes, you could put all of your cloud services up into AWS, but would you really? AWS, while it has many diverse regions, uh, there is a possibility where there could be a global problem that affects them. And it, 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 it has happened in the past. Will it happen again? That's not to say. No, this isn't instantly just me trying to jump on top of AWS and to give them a kicking. AWS are one of the biggest cloud providers in 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 the world, alongside Google, alongside a whole heap of other guys like Salesforce and the rest of it that's out there. Does this stuff being up in the big guys actually mean that it's safe and secure and that it's always going to be available and there's never going to be downtime? No, because very often that's not how their SLAs are actually structured towards you. So that in itself comes with its own challenges. But there's also this thing of if you are a smaller cloud service provider and you are in the industry, uh, like the culture of the business that you're used to dealing with can change dramatically. I mean, let's take a great example of this in the Irish market. Uh, Hosting 365 was actually one of the sort of the early uh, to market cloud service providers in Ireland in terms of infrastructure as a service. And... Eventually what came to the point was that Hosting 365 was then acquired by SunGuard Availability Services. Um, and there is a there is a very very big difference between the behemoth that is SunGuard Availability Services and how good they are, what they do and being very structured and very focused to being sort of the Hosting 365 uh, in very very flexible approach to how cloud services were provided and that's just a natural thing which is going to happen as these businesses get evolved. these businesses when they're starting up their key focus is to try and win market share and the best way that they can win market share against sort of bigger entities is one to be closer to customers and to provide a better level of customer service Two to be a lot more flexible than the bigger guys because the bigger they have sort of less of a concern around uh, providing that flexibility while they're in the pursuit of market share Uh, and number three the technology that they 'll tend to try and push out, and the they will try and be very early adopters with the hope of getting ahead of that curve because it 's one of the few it 's one of the only times that actually have that advantage and been able to pick things up and that is great for customers who want all that, but if that business becomes acquired suddenly you, you may loo- find you lose that flexibility, you may find you lose that sort of agility from your cloud service provider to sort of meet uh, with your expectations and your ongoing expectations of be, being trying to get ahead of the curve. And again, this is another thing that you don't really factor in. It's never in anyone's marketing material for cloud services. Uh, Especially from smaller companies where they will tend to be a lot more aggressive in their marketing in terms of uh, what they are willing to stick their backsides on the line for, which again, bigger cloud service providers aren't really that concerned with because they're trying to go for volume at that point. They necessarily aren't trying to go for margin. And that's what the smaller cloud providers tend to do is they try to go for margin, but they try to cover that off with a better level of service, than a more cohesive level of service, a friendlier, more local level of service. And that is the trade off that you'll actually find that you'll get to at a certain point. That as sort of the you move along the curve of the age of a cloud service provider in terms of its success, and as it takes on more customers, and as it takes on sort of a bigger profile, is that sometimes the level of service flexibility and agility starts going sort of almost in the opposite direction in parallel and this actually does this actually does happen quite often and then when the business gets acquired sometimes the culture gets to stay there in relation to how customers are being dealt with in terms of like the uh the flexibility and agility you were getting before but that is not always the case and again, the customer at the end, nowhere along the line is sort of made aware of this. No, nowhere along the line does anyone's marketing say, by the way, when you come into our cloud services, yes, we're, we're in the growth period right now, so we're being super friendly and super helpful because we want to take the business, we want to take the revenue, we want to take the margins this early on so we can reinvest and grow the business. I mean, in the Irish market, we are going to see further consolidation amongst data centers. As smaller ones come up, they're going to be acquired by bigger ones. It's just a simple fact that the only people sort of building data centers in the Irish market space, when you think about it, aside from the recent opening of one by Black Knight, uh, which was actually earlier today, the other ones are going to be... Uh, like Microsoft building more data center space, and so did these guys. And this this isn't really data center space. This is for their own services. So it's not as if it's like public data center or public access data center. And you know, over the last number of years, if you look at the Irish space that we've seen, and just in terms of hosting, whether you want to call it uh, shared hosting or dedicated hosting or... Um, private multi tenancy hosting uh, you look at things like novara being bought by digiweb and you've got register 365 my name's co hosting 365 by sunguard uh, venture host was bought by daddy server and recently sort of one of the bigger buyouts in the in in terms of the data center space was where uh, dg got taken out by TeleCity redbus which was a huge acquisition and now sort of that data center if you look at uh, business if you look at they've got like three presences in dublin alone which is absolutely huge and then interaction has two behind us as well you know, it, it, this is natural in the current times that we're in, uh, especially sort of with the growth of cloud services where, you know, there's predictions thrown around that it's going to be worth $150 billion a year in, ter- in, in terms of global revenues that's out there. Mergers and buyouts of companies competing uh, with each other, you know, it's a natural course of evolution in this market, and it's a natural course of evolution in any sort of service industry market. Less competition also tends to make people a little bit nervous. Competition is good because it drives... Uh, in innovation that drives pricing. Uh, Down, It drives sort of the flexibility to where the the consumer slash buyer actually has the power. And, you know, the real loss is actually diversity of solution as well and redundancy, which is the key point of today's podcast. You know, in Ireland, the managed services industry has been very, very poor at promoting redundancy in solutions. And, you know, it's common when customers suggested to one of their providers that they were looking for uh, additional sort of backup services or coexisting solutions in another provider center to provide some level of redundancy that you know there's been sort of a, an adverse reaction going back to those customers We're like why would you want to not put everything with us and the real question is the real sort of response should be at that point we completely understand why you want to diversify your solution with other people how can we help you with that and to be proactive that might seem like a bit of an odd thing how can we help you diversify into another provider By doing that, a managed service provider can show, number one, they don't fear competition because competition is good, it's healthy, and you know what, this encourages responsibility amongst the user, and a user who is in the cloud, who is enabled to be more responsible for their business and how they put stuff in the cloud, that user is more likely to come back for more services, and more services means more diversification, which, of course, is great for guys who are chasing revenue and chasing sales. It's, it's key, and it's fairly, very important. You know, apart from the frequent criticisms of, like, extremely poor customer care being level that some of the big players with horrendous contractual terms... Inflexibility, poor SLAs that don't really mean anything. I mean, for I'll get into some of the SLA side of the cloud in another show uh, because that is a show almost in itself. Uh, you know some people just fail in their solutions to serve customers in the way that they actually want and more importantly the way they actually need with horror stories etc of systems not working, support that never gives answers or support just not actually being real at all Um, just being someone answering, uh, giving stock answers, being fired out and sure some of these complaints they existed before consolidations happened before the industry started to become more aggressive in its approach in pursuit of that 150 billion dollar prize at the end of the cloud rainbow but you know many have talked has spoken to me that you know, sort of uh, off the record and on the record of like worsening service levels um as sort of consolidations have actually gone up but you know what the thing that has sort of really gotten some people is that they feel that the pricing issue is as the sort of these consolidations happen is that especially when larger providers uh, Subsume the smaller providers is that the pricing uh, handdowns are not coming quick enough they 're not being proactive and, and some of these guys feel that you know just because they 've uh, been bought by a larger provider that pricing instantly needs to be passed on or that they should instantly be getting lower costs of service. I mean, what a lot of people don't realize, and I suppose they shouldn't really have to realize, I mean, that should be sort of the transparency of cloud is that when a cloud service business is actually being uh, acquired, the price of the business isn't necessarily all the assets, all the technology any of the investment that's in the business or any of the, the value of the customer base. It's actually done by sort of a, a multiple factor of revenue. Uh, and that's what's actually sort of being, uh, is actually handed over in the acquisition of a business. So again, the sort of there is that payback that needs to come in. And most people are trying, when they do an acquisition of the business, they're trying to take it back as quickly as they can because they're either doing one of two things. One, they've done an upfront acquisition where they've just bought it outright. Or number two, they've done like a part payment and then they're staggering the payments out afterwards do what's known as an earn-out. and this until this period sort of passes, it's usually unlikely, especially in a very small market like in Ireland, that uh, pricing gets passed on. And but the one thing that usually does happen is that because it tends to be Irish businesses, the service levels can tend to go up, and this sort of is historically trended that they actually have gone up. But there are others who've been it's sort of been the other side of things, where they the business has been acquired and it's been acquired for a, a variety of other reasons. And as a result, services have either stopped or people have found that they've actually had to leave those service providers because the services now they're not provided in a way that actually continues to meet their or meets their expectations as they had previously. And you know, it is just one of those things that actually does happen. Um, and I mean, you know what, I'll give you a really, really good example of this. Hyundai in Ireland right now, they do a deal where if you go buy a car from them, ensure you get the five-year warranty, sure you get the... Uh uh, the five years of AA, or for a uh, road cover for a brand new car. But one of the things they actually have is you can actually pre, you can actually buy the five years of the the bulk cost, or sort of the central cost of your services for each year for your car upfront for about 600, 600 euros. So it works out at about uh, about one hundred and twenty euros a year, and that gives you sort of the main part of your service, which is your basic, very very basic service for your car. If the dealership from Hyundai that you bought it from goes out of business, you can t- continue your servicing at any other Hyundai dealership in Ireland because it's held centrally by Hyundai Ireland. Now, if you think about what sort of an implication that would have in the cloud, that's a very, very difficult thing to replicate in the cloud, an extremely difficult thing. And the onus at that point is not on a central company to array, to have that sort of uh, transient ease. It's actually on the the customer to do it, and it is very, very difficult for customers because a lot of cloud service providers are still taking the lock-in approach because they believe that is the best way to secure their customer base from moving away and securing the revenue that's associated with that, which is, again, not in the best interest of the customer, and the customer is actually what drives the revenue. And sort of the, we also see that there's people who aren't as proactive about trying to say to people, hey, it's okay to diversify with other providers. It's okay that you take one component of your overall solution from us, you diversify it elsewhere. Now, does that cause a management problem for the customer? Yes, because very often the customer is actually ill-equipped to actually deal with managing diverse vendors. And so it becomes uh, almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy that they come to the point where they try to consolidate with a single vendor because they have problems multi-vendor management and then in turn they place themselves into that single point of failure what happens if my cloud service provider goes out of business or is acquired by someone else and those services that i have suddenly stop that is the key thing so diversification is uh you know it's It's a very, very difficult thing to chase. It's a very, very difficult thing for businesses to stay on top of. It's not particularly easy. Yes, it is very, very smart to make sure you do not put all your eggs in one basket, but the flip side of that is it means you've got to work that little bit harder to be able to manage... A diverse range of cloud service providers who are providing services to you in a myriad of spectrums. It becomes very, very difficult. So that is the one thing, again, never you see in the marketing brochures, never is it really sort of discussed very openly sort of in the industry in terms of saying to people, hey, you. yes, you should have multiple service providers. But they don't very often tell you the flip side of that is you have to work harder. Sometimes the misconception is that cloud is meant to make your life easier as a business. The truth of the matter is it can be just as difficult as the old way. But in terms of how you have to deal with it and what you have to deal with, it can be Multiple degrees, less intense and less frustrating to deal with and and less time intensive to deal with more importantly. Again, especially if you do not have to worry about sort of owning uh, like hardware, owning software where you're actually getting to subscribe to it, rent it, um, lease it or whatever way you want to put it in those terms it becomes that little bit better to look after. And it's a little bit easier to live with. It's not about removing all the complexities, but it's about getting you to the point that you can live with it. So there are the trade-offs. So to summarize, yes, you should, as a matter of course and good practice and best practice with all the best will and intention of the world, diversify your cloud service providers. Make sure you're not at a single point of failure. But on the flip side of that, or you need to make sure that you are able to manage the responsibility of having multiple service providers and and more importantly, understanding the impact of having multiple service providers for different cloud services. That if in the event A happens, you understand that, okay, I'm gonna be out of commission in this part of my business for this. Do I want this? No, but it actually happens. So when you're, talk, when you're thinking about taking on these multiple service providers, or you're in a scenario right now, right now in your business where you have multiple cloud service providers of many kinds, start documenting what's the flip side if these guys go down, what's the flip side if these guys have an outage, these guys go out of business, what, what, where do I stand to lose, and what's the impact I think it's going to have on my business. Once you start understanding the risks, it is easier to place some form of mitigation against it. Will you be able to mitigate it entirely against it? Maybe not, but start thinking about the mitigations and start thinking about your own redundancy. Thanks for checking out the show this week. As always, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, you can send them on Twitter to at Issues one word. Or you can go and check out the cloudedissues.com website. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our daily paperly feed, which you can get on Twitter, which brings you the latest and greatest of all the cloud news from around the world. Until next time, thanks again.